Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my lovely co-host, Brie Tucker. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? Today is an exciting, exciting day. It's an exciting week. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Exciting week because Homework 911 and Homework Mastery, it is open for this week only. It's so awesome. Like this is part of my my favorite stuff is just getting to uh, help families and and getting to see the homework nine one one and the homework mastery, especially homework mastery because my kids be in middle school. Yeah, it's it's a huge huge help with that organization and teaching them at a bare minimum how to take notes because that's just something that you know that's a hard thing. And if you don't know what we're talking about about homework nine one one and homework mastery, if you've ever struggled with homework with your kids, if you feel like they won't do their homework and you're standing right over them or if you're like asking continuously like when's this assignment due did you turn that in what do you have to study for oh my gosh homework 911 homework mastery it is going to be your new best friend because it's a course your kids take you don't take it your kids take it it's nothing extra for you which I love I mean I think that was a huge thing because I'll admit like way back in the day when you first doing this when you were first doing it we we did have homework 911 for parents. We did have it for parents. But and then we realized that that really wasn't who needed the help. No, it's the kids. It the kids the need kids. to change, not the parents. You Parents are great. <laughs> no. <laughs> the only thing that we need to do as parents, and I am so guilty of this, is letting go of the control of it sometimes. The control, yeah. Because we're, I mean, what can I say? We're smart. Parents are smart. Yes, we have we are a all lot smart. of experience. Mm-hmm. We know what's going to probably be the pitfalls. Yeah. So we try to help our kids avoid them. But what happens is if you're constantly reminding your kid to walk around the, the, the pit in the middle of the road. Yeah. When they're walking without you. What's going to happen? They're going to fall into the pit. Yeah. It's like, because we have like all this experience. We have all this experience and we want to impart this experience. But a lot of times it's not the best way for people to learn. People need to experience themselves with, you know, we give them a cushion. Right. It's not like we're pushing them off a cliff or something. We give them a cushion. No, no. But again, like if we weren't there to help them. Yeah. Then like, so that's why it's like, okay, I want you to be able to figure this out while I'm still here in the home, able to help like around. Yes. So that is what we're going to help you with today. Uh, We're going to give you three steps to get your kids to focus during homework. And spoiler alert, it is giving up some of that control, but we'll help you through it and we'll show you how to do it in a way that you feel good about. Uh, So let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Okay, so let's talk about this getting kids to focus because I feel like a lot of parents will hear this title, getting kids to focus, and they're like, okay, I need to do A, B, and C to get my kids to focus. But really, that's not the case. A lot of times it's a pull back rather than like a push in. Right, because a lot of times I think with our kids, oh, 
and I don't know if I want to say like it's a societal thing, but they feel like we're there to do it all for them. Yeah. Right? And that's a big deal to them. Like if like they just expect it from us. Sometimes they do. They do because I think that we've done it in the past. And like with this whole pulling back method, with any change in your life, there's going to be some pushback. There's going to be some struggle because before your kids have been used to you like standing over them, telling them like what to do. And when you pull back, these strategies are going to give to you like it's going to be it's going to be hard. It's going to be a little hard. Um, there's going to be some tears, but it is OK because you know what? Change is hard. And if change were easy, everybody would be doing it and everybody would have like their lives working perfectly and there would be like no struggle whatsoever. But struggle is what makes the change and we are going to help you through it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. But you're going to listen to this and you're going to be like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, like not going to work for my kid. Uh, my kid won't do their homework like that. Like I have to be over them, Joanne and Brie. I have to be over them. And we're telling you, no, no, you don't. And we're going to help you, help you be a little more okay with it, hopefully, by the end of this episode. I think a big thing, too, is that you have to try and just let it happen. Yeah. It's like you have to give it a little hard. bit of time. It's hard. It's so hard because you have this fear in you. You're like, oh my gosh, but if I let it go for one second, my kid is like going to fail out of second grade and they're going to live in a van by the river. We always oh, yeah. go to the van I by have, the river. Yeah. I have that thought <laughs> process. It's going to be like, then they're going to fail high school. Then they're going to drop out. And they're never going to get a job. And they're going to end up living in my basement. And then I'm going to kick them out. They're going to end up in a van that's down by the river. And then, it's so funny yeah. because we don't really have rivers in Phoenix that I like. <laughs> Oh, that's like the first one and you the go band to. Down by the canal. Man <laughs> by the canal. And yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, all right. So I think the biggest thing, like you said, right, is stepping back. Stepping back. We'll be right back after a quick break. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too and I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So, all right. So I think the biggest thing, like you said, right, is stepping back. Stepping back. So first, um, I feel like you need to know a little bit about self-motivation theory because one of the things that keeps people self-motivated is this feeling of autonomy, that feeling that you have control over your own life. Someone's not telling you what to do. Someone's not like restricting you from doing all the things, but like your choices actually matter. That's autonomy. Um, And when we give our kids this autonomy, they're going to be more self-motivated to do things by themselves without us nagging them. So here's how we're going to do it. So the first one, we need to pretend like we have duct tape over our mouths. I love this one because anytime you tell somebody to do some duct taping, like it's just their their face. It just is like, it's what? It's fear. It's well, you want me to do Yeah, because it's a hard one. We're so used to doing things. We're so used to telling the directions. We're so used to being like, first you do this, then you do that, then you do that. But when we do that, we take away the autonomy. We take away that control our kids feel over their lives because they have this parent saying, oh, here's what you need to do and do it this way. Right. They feel like they don't need to worry about it. And I think anybody, I think all parents have run through this, no matter how much you think that you've let your kids do things on their own. Mm -hmm. How many times um, have you had something going on? Like I'm trying to think like just the other day with my kids, we had to be somewhere at three o'clock and I'm like, okay, you need to get your laundry done today. Right. My son's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So how long does it take to do laundry? And he's like, well, the washer takes 30 minutes, dryer an hour. Okay. So an hour and a half. Uh Uh-huh. So what time do you need to start your laundry? And you just stared at me. When you come in to remind me, no, wrong yeah. answer. And then you had one time too where your daughter didn't wake up for school one time. Oh yeah, my daughter didn't wake up for school, and she was like, "Okay, hurry, mom, hurry, hurry, we have to get out of the house." And I'm like, "I'm just taking my time because I know I'm like it was not my responsibility to get up on time and get you out of the bed." Yeah, because then she come in and was like, "Nobody woke me up." Yeah, nobody <laughs> woke me up, and we had had so many discussions about setting an alarm clock and her being responsible for it. But she needed to experience that little bit of fear that she'd be late that was that was what fixed the problem for good once she experienced that fear then it became her choice as to whether she'd wake up or not right so like even though no matter how many times we we give our kids that autonomy there there's going to be times where they're going to still rely on us but we just we need to fight that urge and just step back and they're going to mess up they're going to mess up and a lot of times when I see my kids mess up I don't rush in to save them because I know that this little mess up it's not going to hurt them for the rest of their lives they're going to be okay and actually this mess up is going to help them in the future because they'll actually see the real consequences of their behavior. Yes. It's not just that mom and dad are like yelling at them, telling them to hurry up. It's that, oh, shoot, like I need to like do this else this will happen. And it's just more realistic. So the duct tape thing, it goes completely contrary to what we've been taught. Like we don't want to fight during homework. Uh, so to not fight, just take yourself out of it. 
And now I know that sounds scary, right? Because immediately your brain, your brain is screaming to you. But if I take myself out of it, it won't get done. Uh, Yes. And that is a frequent fear that it won't get done. And you know what? It might not get done those first few times. But it also might get done. It might get done too. You never know until you let it try. Yeah. So something I'm I'm not saying that just completely stepping back from homework, your kids are going to miraculously do homework themselves. That does not happen. But what I am saying is that when you step back from homework, you then become the observer and you could see oh okay so my kid is doing this and my kid is doing that and they're distracted by this and then the hard part is letting the not natural consequences happen right is letting your kid feel that like wave of panic when they have this zoom class they're supposed to be at and it's 20 minutes late and they have not logged on it yet so guess who's going to have to deal with the teacher and say they're late they will they need to deal with the consequences of their actions if they don't get their homework done and they come into class who's going to have to deal with the teacher they will they need to deal with it. That's actually a really, really good point. I think that right now, the situation we're in right now, some people have their kids that are doing at home, online schooling, virtual schooling, and then some parents have their kids in person and some parents have both going on. They have yeah. the hybrid. It's hard. And it, it is hard, but that brings up a really good point. If you were back to traditional schooling mm-hmm. and everybody was there in person and your child was late coming in, like let's say you have a setup like what we had where we would drop off our kids and they would go on the playground and then like at, at a certain time the bell would ring, everybody had to go inside. What would happen if you could stay on the playground? They would be late coming in school. Would the school call you as a mom and be like, hey, why was Johnny late? No, he would have to deal with it in, in person right there. Yeah, some schools, some schools would call. I know some some teachers would be like, oh, it's your responsibility to have your kid here on time for school. No, no, not at this stage of the game. It is not. If your kid's late like once or twice, it's it's not going to make a difference. And I, I say that with all the love and I know probably like the discomfort you're feeling with this. But if your kid's late for school, it's going to be okay. And if you feel uncomfortable with it, give the teacher a heads up in the beginning. Be like, we are working on my child being responsible for himself. So he might be late. And if he's late, can you please address it with him? And I think teachers would respect that. I mean, being a former teacher, I'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. I can get on them that they're late. No problem. Check. <laughs> well, I think a big thing, too, is that, uh, and I think all of us as parents have, have dealt with this at one point or another, where kids, like, I could say something to them 15 gazillion times, mm-hmm. but then when they go over to their friend's house and their friend's dad says it or their friend's mom says it, all of a sudden it's this boom, what? <laughs> it's like- Did you know? And I'm like, every in my head i'm like imagining smacking them across the head just like i told you that 20 times and you told me i was wrong that happens all the time all the time with me too yeah i'll like tell my kids something and they'll be like well mrs griffin said that i'm like well of course (laughs) if mrs griffin says it then it is it's like gold yeah yeah so they listen better they take it better from other people and they the teacher's word holds a lot of water for your kids it does it It really does. does So that's our first tip, duct tape. Just try not to do it. Make them totally responsible for their actions. We'll be right back after a quick break. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. The second one is give them permission to take some break. Like when we're mad, when we're frustrated, we don't learn. Like no one learns. True. So if your child is getting mad at homework, if they're crying that they don't understand an answer, I mean, this happens in math homework all the time. I don't get it. This isn't how my teacher showed me to do it. And usually our first instinct is to be like, okay, take a deep breath. Let's calm down. Let's work through it. And then what happens when we say that? They get more mad. Oh, yeah. It's like, Oh, that's what Marjorie would be like, breathing doesn't work for me. Yeah, it does. You're still alive. Anyway, (laughs) she doesn't appreciate that response. (laughs) Yeah, it does. You're still alive. (laughs) Breathing works. But yes. I have those responses. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But yes, like the, the meltdown gets bigger. And you know what? How would you feel if you were having a hard time with something? You knew you were about to hit your limit. So I know that I get frustrated when I'm doing things. So one thing that really super frustrates me, I'm going to be a little bit embarrassing about myself here, mm-hmm. is setting up the little buttons in my car to open my garage door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know that when I'm getting really angry and I'm getting to the point where I'm about ready to chuck that stupid controller yeah. through the window, I need to stop and take a break. Yes. And it would make me mad if someone told me, oh, come on, Brie, just power through. You'd be like, nope, coming at you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll power through this remote at your head. How's that feel? So kids have the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not as violent as me, but no, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. No, uh, but I, I may mean, think it in my head, but I'm not going to actually do it. And our kids, they it's the animal. Frustrated. It's the animal reaction, though. It's like it's going into our downstairs brain mm-hmm. where like all of our animal instincts are so that when we feel mad, we feel frustrated. We become like totally in that downstairs brain and we're like a monkey throwing things at people like who's like in the corner. <laughs> it's a totally pill. natural reaction. But it's hard, though, because when you give kids permission to take breaks, many parents may think, oh, isn't that a reward? Can't they just go and play video games? Nope. No, no. A break is really for the mind 
mind to like reset and calm down. So the first time you use this, like when I used it, I would just like close my kids books and take them away and being like, okay, we're not ready to do homework right now. And they didn't respond with a, yeah, you're right, mom. I need a break. They got louder and they screamed and they cried and usually it ended with like a stomp up the stairs and then I heard the bedroom door slam, all the theatrics, all the drama. But we're playing the long game here instead of playing the short game. So short term, we're going to have some drama. Long term, it is going to go drama free. In the long term, the one thing I love about this is that the long term isn't as long as it seems. It's not. It may seem long like when you're in it, but then you look back and you're like, wow, that was only really kind of a a few weeks of struggle. If that. If that. Yeah. 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 Because what happens is that when we allow them to take a break and they stomp away, you just let them be. Leave them alone. May take 10 minutes, may take 20 minutes, may take a few hours. They're going to come back. They're going to come back, especially... Hopefully, they're not in a room where there's video games or anything like that. And you can have... And you can take that out. <laughs> right, right. I was going to say, like, you know, and when it comes to the breaks, you talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what are acceptable breaks? Riding your bike, going for a walk, mm-hmm. a dance party, yeah, whatever. Maybe, like, putting headphones over your ears and listening to some music. I know that calms my son down. Oh, I love that. Like, that is mm-hmm. my... my When I get really frustrated, that's my thing. I will go outside. I will uh, open up my Spotify, listen to my list, and just go go for a short walk and normally take my dog with me too mm-hmm. and it, honestly he helps me because yeah watching him trot he's so happy <laughs> he gets to go on a walk he just keeps turning around looking at me i'm so excited we're walking i don't care that you're really angry right now i'm just so happy so it just I mean, finds your mood but again it's like a great things break. like that whatever works for your kids maybe your kid you know wants to go do some yoga hang upside do headstands you know whatever mm-hmm. it, you you guys can have a discussion about what those limits are, but we yeah. would we would definitely say that you don't need to let them play video games. You don't need to let them no, have screen time. No, no video games, no screen time, just a break for your mind to unwind and get focused again. Yeah. So that brings us to our third one, bum, bum, bum. rewards. But it's not rewards in the traditional sense where like, you know, you have that sticker chart in school and your teacher would come by and be like, oh, you're on task. Here you go. You get a sticker. Or, oh, you did your homework. Here you go. You get a sticker. And maybe you were a kid who loved the stickers. I love the stickers. Oh, my gosh. If you want to motivate me, give me a sticker. It still works as an adult. Oh, yeah. No, I liked them, too. I like the bigger, the bigger, the brighter, the shinier. And yeah. I, I was a real big what I call good dog. Like, I yeah. really liked the pats on the head. Oh, and yeah. you did a good job, Brie. Oh my gosh. I was, when I was going to Weight Watchers in the meetings, like if you share a win, they give you a sticker. Ooh. And so I share a win. I'd be like, I got my sticker. <laughs> oh, but, but the thing is with these rewards, they're rewards that kids set themselves. So actually the Weight Watchers meeting is a really great example because that wasn't somebody arbitrarily deciding that I get a sticker. That was me saying like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get a sticker. I knew what my reward was. I controlled if I got the reward or not. Yeah, because you controlled whether or not you said anything or not. Yes, I controlled whether I said anything or not. So with kids, we want them to be able to control their rewards. So an example of this is like my daughter loves fruit snacks. Like she still loves fruit snacks as a seventh grader. But as a kindergartner, oh, Oh, you you tell her she gets a fruit snack for something and she'd do anything, anything for that packet. I think that would work for a lot of. Yeah. 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 I could see that across the board. <laughs> so she decided that whenever she finished her homework, she'd get a pack of fruit snacks. 
And I agreed because that that's part of the thing with rewards. You as a parent, you agree to the reward too. Right. So because mm-hmm. we talked about this before we were doing the recording. So like my kids would be it's something that my kid would try to say. And again, mine are older, junior high. They get kind of sneaky at that age group. <laughs> my daughter would be like, okay, my reward is I get $10 every time I'm done my homework. <laughs> You're like, nope. And you guys like, yeah, no, because no. they need to, they need somebody else for that. Yeah. that That's how you get out of that parents. Because sometimes they walk and you're like, oh crap, did I really just walk into that one? No, you didn't. You're okay. Beep, beep, beep. Back yourself out of it. You're okay. It comes down to it has to be a reward that they can do themselves. Yes. They have to be able to do it themselves. They have to get it themselves. They are in control of their rewards. Some other ideas for rewards, like my son, he loves watching Roblox videos on YouTube. One of- I do not get that, but they all like it. Oh my what gosh. The heck? His favorite is this guy. His It's called Gaming with Kev, and he's actually really funny. So like I've watched these YouTube videos, and he's really funny. So I allow those YouTube videos. <laughs> With Roblox. I just but, don't understand them watching videos of other kids it's playing like, games. Okay. But I get, but you know. Did you have an old school Nintendo when you yeah. were growing up? Okay, so I had an old school Nintendo. Do you remember Nintendo Power Magazine where it told you like how to get through all the levels of the games? No, those existed. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I <gasps> love Nintendo Power because it would tell you like how to beat all the games. I so just this lost is, at all of them. <laughs> that's what the YouTube videos are. They're telling <laughs> like he's he's watching them and he's figuring out, oh, this is how I can get into secret rooms without being a platinum member. And oh, yeah, so that's okay. that's the, the the draw there but playing outside could be a reward maybe like riding a bike could be a reward uh playing with an animal playing fetch I mean, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities here for what it can be. And there's also boundaries on what they can't be. But you guys come up with that together. But as much as possible, if it's something that you're comfortable letting your kid do, Mm -hmm. we say let them do it. Yes, let them do it if you're comfortable with it. So those are the three steps to get your kids to focus during homework. Obviously, they're not exhaustive. Yeah, (laughs) they're going to get you started. And then you know what? We recommend like if this is an issue in your home and you are struggling with homework, come Check out Homework 911 and Homework Mastery. It is only open this week. We close it down on Friday. It is, it's phenomenal for so many families. A lot of the parents I talk to tell me that they went from telling their kids what they had to do to the kids telling the parents what they have to do for homework time. The kids will be like, I'm going to do my homework upstairs or I'm going to do my homework at this time. And they do it. And it just is that shift of responsibility. It takes the weight off your shoulders and it puts it on your kid it's amazing. Right. And think of all the other things that you can do once your child starts to become more self-sufficient and self-motivated. Oh my gosh. Think of all the time that opens up. There is a lot of time that opens up. Like I don't stress if my kids have something for homework due because I knew like it's not my responsibility. Right. In fact, I push back a little bit because like sometimes teachers will send home family assignments. And I'm like, what do you mean a family assignment? Like I am not in school anymore. <laughs> I finished second grade. Thank I you. finished this. And like teachers have the best of intentions and because they're all told to encourage family involvement. Right. But my stubborn side comes out. <laughs> you know, again, that, that's where it comes back to some advice you, you've given before where it's like, talk to the teacher. Talk about to the teacher about things. Like, I can guarantee the teacher didn't want it to be a fight. In no, the evening, so, no, yeah. no. So remember, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for stopping by.
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.